The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of the Pokemon Snapshot. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Um, I'd say it's a resounding meh for me, Jeff, because school has officially started back. Yeah, because, you know, people like you get a whole week off, in, or two weeks, you got two weeks off, right? Uh, yeah, it was like two and a half weeks. You know what I call people who don't get two and a half weeks off for breaks? Suckers. Yeah, well, <laughs> my daughter finally goes back to school on Monday. She's been off this whole week. Mm. But but they didn't get off until Chris, like, the 23rd was the last day. Well, was supposed, oh, that's... Yeah, it was supposed to be, but they had a snow day, so they that's did ridiculous. get an extra day. So she's been yeah. off for a while. I'm ready for her to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Getting off on the 23rd is ridiculous. Yeah, so I've never thought of it going that late. Because usually if Christmas is on a weekend, you get off like the Wednesday before. Mm-hmm. Yep. But not not my daughter's school. Yeah. And I did not play a single video game the entire break. Wow. I mean, I it's more likely that you didn't play one than I didn't play one. True. I read and I watched... I started watching this show on Netflix called Big Mouth, which is really funny. It's a cartoon, but it's extremely vulgar. Yes, so, not for the kids. For the kids, don't watch it. Adults, have at it. I've actually never watched Big Mouth. I, it just doesn't seem like my type of humor. No, it's not. It, you, you wouldn't enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's, it's like, it's like, if you don't like South Park, you're not going to like this show. I mean, I don't not like South Park. If you don't like Rick and Morty, you're probably not going to like this I've show. I've never watched it, Rick and, and Morty. And this one is like... I don't know. It's it, it's pretty far as far as vulgarity goes. It's way closer to those two than like The Simpsons or Futurama or something. Yeah. Well, I mean Simpsons. I I was surprised when Simpsons came on Disney Plus and realized it only had a PG rating, not even yeah. the PG or TV fourteen or whatever. Yeah. So I don't consider that that vulgar of a show, but. Uh, I have been playing video games. I've been playing Judgment, which I have really been enjoying. Uh, I oh, good. I think I mentioned it during our last episode. I enjoy the Yakuza series. This is probably the farthest I've ever gotten in the series. I'm think I'm hit about twenty five hours. So oh wow, I'm I'm getting through the game. I just it's just the humor of this series is hilarious. Okay, cool. I yeah, it's one of those games I want to play, but dude, I have so I have so many games that are still in the plastic wrap that I haven't even opened to like download on my my sister, my console, whichever one it's for. Uh, that I just like can't get more games. And my mother in law got me four new games for Christmas, two of which I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take back <laughs> in exchange. Uh, I have one game i haven't opened yet i've started another game it's just i've already was starting this game so i i i want to play this first plus the two games i got with switch and we mm-hmm. are gonna have two 12-hour train rides in march so if i don't get to them they'll be good uh, for yeah. the train yep um so i did do my due uh due diligence over the break I, diligence there we go i can say the word mostly uh my four-year-old nephew came to stay with us and uh he had gotten it's like a game boy knockoff called the game box and it's got like 400 game boy games like loaded onto it and they got me one too but super mario is like the like the original super mario brothers is one of the games and he was just like crushing that game so i was like let me let me show you something real quick so i went and got my switch and uh got him on it and he was just like hooked like immediately <laughs> like He's probably now got severe ADHD because of me handing him my Switch, and it'll affect him the rest of his life. But, uh, but yeah, he was super into it. He loves Sonic. Sonic was his favorite game that he played. And he also loved, I showed him Mario Kart, and we put it up on the TV so he could play multiplayer Mario Kart on my Switch, and he was just in heaven. 
So you know what Uncle Josh has to get him for Christmas next year. Oh, oh 100%. We've already decided that's what we're getting, uh, getting him. But <laughs> they were on their way home. They had to drive from Alabama back to Oklahoma. And uh, like a few hours after they left, my mother-in-law texts me and she's like, what's the difference between the Switch and the Switch Lite? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it. We're getting them a Switch next year. <laughs> the Switch Lite you can't hook to the TV, which is stupid. That is stupid, but I mean... I mean, he, I can't say anything. Five, he'll be five next year, so it's like... what's the? I, there's no reason to get a five-year-old the full-blown Switch, because he, he can just play handheld. He'll be fine. Yeah, if his if his parents are going to play with him, then yeah, yeah. if it's just going to be him. Uh, Kyrie has a Switch Lite. Well, Kyrie and Jesse share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It'll be great. and It'll be great for him, and then when he's a little bit older, then I can show him... What I kind of want to do, because he's basically been sticking to, like, he played, like, Mar- the new Mario Kart was the newest game he played, but, like, it's just a racing game. Um, I kind of want to, like, when he gets a little bit older, break out the PS2, and then just don't let him play, like, the newer games yet. Because, like, <laughs> like his, his mom's not going to buy him, like, game consoles that he hasn't played with me. So, like, I'm just going to be, like... Like, okay, now we're going to play some PlayStation 2 games. And since I skipped the PlayStation 3, now we're going to jump to Xbox 360 um, and play that. And then we're going to jump into the PS4. So. Bringing him up the right way. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll do, we'll hit, we'll hit all the, all the good games throughout the years. He won't just jump straight into Call of Duty and become a mouth breather. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta at least get him to play some Pokemon. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I don't know if you'd want him to start on red and blue. Those games are hard to go back to. I started with yellow. Um, and I it's like literally in a Game Boy sitting in my kitchen. Um, and I saw it and I was like, that's probably a little too early. I think I was like seven or eight when I first played yellow. So I'm going to I'm going to give him a couple years. Then I'm going to hand him the Game Boy. And it's still got my original save. I have like a level 99 Pikachu on there. And I'm gonna delete it and let him have it and go for it. Ooh, that's big. That's it's a that's a big step. Uh, I always tell Kyrie that when she learns to read, I will get her her own Pokemon game. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah he'll need to be able to read. And then what I'm really excited for is when he's old enough to start Harry Potter. Yes. And I can. I I don't know if I want to read it to him or if we can just listen to the audiobooks together because they're probably gonna move here. Um, cause it, it's just, it's, I mean, my mother-in-law will move too, but it's just, uh, him and his mom. Um, so I'm like the father figure. So I'm like, yeah, dude, we're about to have some fun with all these things that I grew up with. Yeah. We attempted, a, it was a couple years ago to read to Kyrie and she just couldn't get into them. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I, so I'm waiting to start right now. We are reading the Pokemon adventures manga. Fun. We just finish the red blue and yellow arc and we're starting gold and silver arc and for any of those who have read the pokemon adventures manga can i just say why did they not make an anime based off of those because the story is so much better than that anime we got it's better than the show (laughs) well there's probably a whole lot less filler yes it's all i mean there are some filler but it's all story 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 um carrie and i have read seven of the manga now we just started the eighth chapter Speaking of filler, is it time to get into the episode, or do we have other things we need? We to have other things. Real quickly, I just <laughs> want to mention, uh, just because we talk about what we watch, I Jesse and I just finished a show called The Mole on Netflix. It is based off of a reality show from the early two thousands called The Mole. I was about to say that was a that was a reality show where like one of the people it was almost like Big Brother, but one of the people was like the mole yeah so what the premise is is you have a group of people and they're trying to complete tasks but one person is not trying to win the money they're they're trying to uh um they're trying to stop the other people stop, from getting yeah money. stop the other people from winning the money and uh it was interesting watch the last episode and just the mole telling how she did everything mm, that's cool so um and I'm hoping they come for season two. You know me. I'm a junkie for reality TV like that. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I bathe in the slime of reality TV. All right. So, going on, finally. Um, 
Pokemon news, we don't have any. We probably won't have any Pokemon news for a while unless something big happens on the um, episodes that are coming out this month where Ash is like, you know, that are finishing up Ash's story. Mm -hmm. So don't know what's going on with those yet. We will, if we don't get anything, we will def hopefully definitely get some at the end of February because it's Pokemon Day and they always do a big presentation on Pokemon Day. Mm -hmm. If I would take a guess, it's probably going to be Scarlet and Violet DLC. Solid guess. Uh, all right. Question of the week. Last week we asked, what is your favorite grass type Pokemon? M Metal Droid said, my favorite grass type, if that's what we are doing, which we are. So I don't know if he answered that before I asked the question <laughs> is harder because I don't really have a favorite. But if I had to pick one to be on my on my team, it's either Masquerada, Leafeon or Simisage. I know Simisage isn't greatest, but I like monkeys. I, I'm surprised for grass eyes, if he liked monkeys, he didn't pick Grookey line, which was the grass starter from Sword and Shield. Hmm. Uh, Manhunter says, I think my favorite grass type Pokemon is Serena because the design is awesome and I loved its huge kicks when it's when it was Dynamaxed. Also, Parasect has always been one of my favorite Pokemon because it is so cool and psychedelic. Manhunter, you may be the first person I've ever heard that said Parasect was their favorite Pokemon. <laughs> In the history of the world. Uh, Kate Davis said, as for my favorite grass type, I love Majanium. Bulbasaur and Skiploom are also ones I like. And then uh, we had one from Twitter. Someone new answered the question. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounce your username wrong. Streakolo? Is that Streakolo? Streakolo. Streakolo. Uh and they said, just finished listening to this episode, so to answer the question, I would say my favorite grass type is Rowlet. I will include an image for Josh. So there are two things I want to say to Stricolo. One, I very much appreciate that you included a picture because I have no idea what it looked what it I would have had no idea what it looked like otherwise. And two, I <laughs> I love that the people that have been listening to the show just know that I'm poke illiterate. And we'll <laughs> and know that I'm gonna need to know what these Pokemon look like. It when all of you folks have been saying your favorite types other than like Bulbasaur, uh, I've just been like nodding my head along because I have no idea what any of these grass type Pokemon are. <laughs> Believe me, when we get out finally out of uh, the original 151, Josh is gonna learn so much. Oh, uh, it's yeah, a hundred percent. It's gonna be like starting back over in kindergarten. All right, and don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us, up, look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, are we ready to get into the episode? Tell us about it, Jeff. All right, this week's episode was titled A Friend Indeed, or as it was known in Japanese, A Rival Enters. So that, that title, they kind of went the opposite direction when they named it for English. <laughs> <laughs> rival friend. I'm wondering if rival in Japanese is like they consider friends rivals. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, it aired on January 7th, 1999 in Japan, which, Josh, can you, do you know the significance of it airing on january 7th i mean it's we're recording on january there 7th, we go 23 yeah there <laughs> we go so 19 years ago no no i no. can't math no 24 years ago jeff 24 years ago i can't math you um really can't math and you were a math teacher yeah that was like 10 years ago that was a lifetime ago that was a lifetime ago i don't mm -hmm. uh and then in the United States, it aired on November 20th, 1999. All right, Josh, let's get into the episode. This is a friend indeed, but before I get started, Jeff, hit us with a recap of last week's episode. All right, so last episode, Ash faced Jeanette Fisher on the grass field. After he destroyed her Scyther and Beedrill, she brought out her ace in the hole, 
Bellsprout. After <laughs> Bellsprout performed some moves right out of the Matrix, it defeated both Bulbasaur and Pikachu. Ash then brought out his secret weapon, Muck, who used its sludgy body to suffocate Bellsprout, and we never heard from Jeanette Fisher again. Ash is ready. I, go ahead. I'll, I'll make my joke in a second. Okay. Ash is ready to advance to the next round of the Pokemon League. Whenever I'm trying to woo the women, I always bring out my sludgy body. And just smother them. <laughs> With my sludgy body. All right. We ready to jump in? Let's go. Um, as the episode begins, Missy and Brock say they're hungry, which is a huge departure for the series since it's usually Ash who is hungry. Uh, Ash says they can eat for free since he gets free food from the diner because he fights in the Pokemon League. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't. I know. I assume it's like a buffet. You can't just pay for your food and give your family the food from your plate and just pay for <laughs> one person's meal. Um, what For my buddy's bachelor party, um, at like the end of July last year, we went to uh, the Pearl River Resort, which is a casino in... Uh, Choctaw, Mississippi. I call it Trash Vegas. Um, <laughs> and we we went to uh, we went to a buffet that they had inside the casino. And uh, one of our buddies who makes terrible decisions like didn't have any money. And even though I was like, dude, I'll I'll pay for you to go get food from the buffet, he refused. Um, and so he tried to explain to the people letting us in. Uh, that he wasn't going to eat, and they, like, had to go ask their manager if it was okay if he just got, like, a cup of water and sat there, and they were finally like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and the whole time, they were, like, scoping him out to make sure he didn't eat any food. Um, so I highly doubt if Ash went in there and got, like, just, like, 20 plates of food and started passing them out to uh, <laughs> Misty and Brock that they would have been cool with it. But based on what happens next, maybe they would have been cool with it. Because um, when they get there, Ash's mom and Professor Oak are there, and she says she's going to make dinner for them. So she commandeers the diner's kitchen and makes dinner. Uh, this feels like a massive health code violation, uh, but I, I guess it's pretty minor for a society predicated on animal fighting rings. It's funny because I had the exact same note about it being a health code violation. Mm -hmm. You can't just walk into a professional kitchen and be like, I'm cooking now. <laughs> I'm going to make some really bland rice. But maybe the health code doesn't matter because not to mention that they also have animals sitting at the dinner table and they allowed it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, and then while they're doing that, Misty says a line that it will either be really bad or really good, which I don't understand why Misty would think it is bad because Ash's mom has proven to be a good cook in the past. Yeah, she's stayed at her house. She's eaten her cooking. So I don't know. And I'm going to go with a theory here. I'm going to guess that the original Japanese version had them embarrassed about what Ash's mom is doing because you could see it on their faces. Mm -hmm. and they have that embarrassed look on them. Uh yeah. And then when she hands out the food, I like how Pikachu and Togepi's plates have little flags in them that say P so that we don't mix up the Pokemon food with the human food. So here's my question. What's the difference between Pokemon food and human food? Do you actually have to cook, like, the Pokemon food on the stove? Good question. I mean, it's like dog food. I do not cook the dog food on the stove. You know what I do? I open up. A bag. The little contain I open up the little container and I've got a little measuring cup down in there and I scoop it out and I put it in. <laughs> and then for our real for our two dogs that eat way too fast and choke on the food, I put some water in it. So it softens the food and that's 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 the extent of what I do. I mean that's what I do. We have a uh trash can. It was never used for trash, but we just dump the bags in there because it's easier than keeping the bags around I just give it's Kyrie's job to feed the dogs. One scoop goes in the little dog's bowl and Yeah. Two scoops go in the big bowl, and then Natsu ends up eating the big bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's, it's not for him. I love that, like, you start giving her, like, chores, but it's really, like, the stuff that you don't want to do. Because uh, when Koda, Koda, my nephew, was here, I was like, hey, Koda, you want to see how the vacuum works? <laughs> 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 it's really funny how when you have a child in your life, like... Child labor very quickly becomes a part of your life. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait till she's old enough to run the lawnmower. <laughs> I, yeah, I started cutting grass at 11. Um, Professor Oak says that if Ash wins his next battle, he'll be able to use six Pokemon uh, in his battles from then on. Uh, and I actually feel like 
this is an interesting and logical change in the rules because the earlier when they have more competitors, they're the uh, rounds are going to need to go quicker. Um, and uh, like the trainers who make it this far will get to use their full arsenal. So I think that's a pretty cool change in the rules. Um, Ash has terrible table manners, by the way, uh, as evidenced by the sounds he makes when he's eating. So I'm going to need some sound inserted here. How does it look? It, it looks, looks great. great. <laughs> These croquettes are excellent. No wonder the chef asked for the recipe. These are so good. Nobody cooks like you. Use your napkin. You know, if you win your next battle, you'll then be allowed to use up to six Pokemon per match. Sorry, it took so long. I threw up a little bit hearing Ash's sounds that he makes while he eats yeah he definitely needs some table manners <laughs> um professor oak says some cheesy inspirational nonsense about trying your best and it's okay if you don't win uh but his mom says that he should really try and win uh and i think we know who wears the pants in this hypothetical relationship which is funny because neither of them spend much time in pants <laughs> and I don't even know what to say there. Uh, <laughs> I, I like how Ash's mom is just like, I didn't come all the way out here to see you lose. <laughs> Thanks, she didn't mom. actually say that, but it's just how she said, like, pretty much you better win. Uh, yeah. The Japanese version's dialogue, version's dialogue was a little bit. Japanese version, Professor Oak tells Ash to give his next battles everything he has so he doesn't end up having any regrets. And he also adds that Ash... Ash is also fighting on behalf of Gary from this point onward, which why mm. why would Ash really want to fight for Gary? <laughs> uh, and then his mom just wishes him good luck. She's not as savage. Yeah, I know. Uh, the group gets on an elevator and some kid hops on with him. Uh, he admires Pikachu and Ash tries to warn him as the kid is reaching for Pikachu, but he pets it and everything is fine. I hate how everyone in this universe thinks they can just start petting another person's Pokemon. Yeah, I know. It's like if somebody has um, uh, like a seeing eye dog and people go and be like, oh, I pet your dog. It's like, no, how about you don't pet the dog that's trying to do a job? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we um, teach Carrie that a working dog, if it's wearing a vest, as a working dog. You don't touch a working dog. Though mm-hmm. I did have, as you know, I work with people with special needs and I used to work with kids mm-hmm. with special needs. And I did have a client who, you know, he doesn't know better, went to pet, uh, like, a service dog. And the guy was so rude about it. I'm like, you can obviously, this person has a disability. Like, don't be, like, at least be understanding with something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. But, yeah, please, people, don't do that with other people's pets. Ask before you pet. And even if you see somebody's regular pet, like, you're out on a walk, please ask before you go pet the dog. Don't just go up and pet the dog. You never know if the dog's going to be cool or not. Yeah, and a lot of times, most people will be like, yeah, sure, unless the dog will bite you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even see people with service animals say, yeah, it's okay if you pet them, even if Mm -hmm. they're doing a job. You just have to ask first. Um, Also, I'm going to put this quote here because (laughs) it made me laugh, and it sounds Mm -hmm. dirty, and I not miss, but... It's not supposed to be dirty, but while she says it a little dirty, though, she Misty, while the kid is petting Pikachu, Misty says, looks like you're rubbing Pikachu the right way. (laughs) Like the writers had to know what they just said there. Oh, they knew. And it was weird, but we're going to move on. Uh, the elevator goes out and everyone starts freaking out. They're about to kill and eat Brock when Richie, the kid, starts to mess with the elevator's wires um, and has Ash hold Pikachu so that he can connect the uh, the wires to Pikachu's little red cheeks and he jump starts the elevator. So he saves uh, Brock's life and he saves everyone else from the horrors of cannibalism. <laughs> I am just going to say getting stuck in an elevator has got to be like one of my biggest fears. I got stuck in the school's elevator one time at the school I work at. Um, gro- when I was in high school, they had an elevator that you weren't allowed to use during the day. It was only if, you know, you were you had to use the elevator. But when we were mm-hmm. custodians, we would have to use it like in the summer. And we knew if you put too many people in there, it would shut down. So we do mm-hmm. it every morning because <laughs> just to shut it down. And then we'd have to call my dad, who was our boss, saying, you need to start up the elevator. 
Yeah. But but we knew how to fix it. Like being actually stuck in an elevator to me, I don't like small spaces. Yeah, fair enough. And then let's look at what Richie did. If I was with someone and they randomly knew how to jumpstart an elevator, I would immediately be fearful of them because they have probably stolen cars in the past. Yeah, he wasted no time ripping out those wires and started rubbing them together trying to jumpstart that elevator. Uh, They thank Richie, and Professor Oak tells him he's very mature for his age. Uh, Missy says that unlike someone else, that, that that is unlike someone else they all know. Uh, and Ash has no idea who she's referring to. <laughs> uh, real quickly, I want to do a fun fact about Richie because, uh, so his Japanese name is Hiroshi, which is okay. based off of Hiroshi Yamachi, Yamauchi, however you pronounce it, uh, which was the president of Nintendo at the time this episode airs. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also the person who pretty much made Nintendo into a video game company. Nice. Rather than just a toy company. Um, and this does fit the theme because Ash's uh, Japanese name, I believe I've said before, is Satoshi, which is based off Satoshi Tajiri, the creator of Pokemon. And then mm-hmm. Gary's name is Shigeru, the cr- which is based off of Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, Zelda, and, you know, countless other Nintendo properties. Yeah. That is actually very interesting. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Jesse and James are driving in a van. James specifically is driving. Uh, they, uh, come over the van's loudspeakers and tell all the trainers in town that they need to bring their Pokeballs to them, uh, to be inspected. Uh, they obviously want to steal them. Um, and, like, people go. So, like, how, how does Team Ash not recognize Team Rocket's voices by this point? I don't understand. I thought the same thing, and if I remember correctly, we actually hear their voices before we see them. Yeah. And it's obvious that it's Team Rocket. Yeah, like super obvious. Um, Richie uh, is there when all the trainers are crowding around and he and Ash say hello. Uh, Team Rocket literally just has like a like a burlap bag that all these morons, or rather the trainers, uh, are tossing their Pokeballs in. And this is so weird that Team Rocket's just like, yeah, we're going to need to inspect your balls. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Uh, Richie knows how to rub them the right way. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to put the explicit warning on. Sorry this if you have kids who listen to this. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, I laughed during this scene because uh, Jesse told all the trainers to put them in the bag held by the official-looking man in the mustache. Uh, also. Another thing that bothered me with this, wouldn't you at least be concerned that there is no way to... And they actually do run into this problem. There's no way to differentiate Mm -hmm. between all the Pokemon. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's talk about that when it it comes up later in the episode. Because I I actually do want to talk about that. Because I teach... Well, yeah, we'll get into it. Jesse picks up Pikachu and, of course, it shocks her. In their confusion, uh, confusion, James accidentally calls her Jesse, and both Ash and Richie recognize them. They remove their disguises and say their motto. Ash begins to uh, they they hop in their van and speed away, and Ash begins to chase them, and Richie follows. Uh, they run down the side of a mountain and begin to slide down it at a great speed. Uh, but Richie stops Ash from flying off the side of the mountain to his death. Ash turns on him like he wants to fight, but instead they begin climbing down the rest of the way down the mountain. And out of all these Pokemon trainers, the two 10-year-olds are the ones that are going to chase after them. Why didn't they go to Officer Jenny, have her hop on her motorcycle and chase Team Rocket down? There's a whole team of Officer... Officers Jenny. Officers Jenny. Kate told us how to say that correctly. Thank you, Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Kate. Appreciate Uh, that. Officers Jenny. There's a whole, like, gaggle of them. Group? I don't know. What do you call a group? A gaggle of Jennies? (laughs) A gaggle of Jennies? A pack of Jennies? A puggle of Jennies? <laughs> That's what you call a group of pugs, a puggle. Uh, uh, a murder of Jennies? It's a murder of crows? I don't know, but just go to Officer Jenny. <laughs> um, they catch up to Team Rocket, so James turns the van down the side of the mountain, but they and they end up driving down uh, the side of the mountain into a shallow river. Unfortunately, James has knocked himself out cold, and Jesse has to reach over and take the wheel, 
um, as they drive down the shallow river. Uh, you did forget to mention the reason they started, they end up driving down the river and down the side of the mountains is because Ash and Richie literally just run out in front of them. <laughs> Which is a, this, and yeah, and this is another problem why the two 10 year olds are chasing them down because the two 10 year olds are just going to stand in front of the van with no real plan how to stop them. We're, we're, we're lucky James has some sort of a heart because any other villain would have just ran them over. Yeah. I mean, that would have solved all of their problems and they would have gotten away scot-free with their bag of balls. <laughs> and a Pikachu. Oh, and a, yeah, and a Pikachu. Uh, all right. But as they are going down the mountain in their van, I guess they're van down by the river. <laughs> it, uh, living, living on a steady diet of government cheese. It, um, it cuts to a commercial break, so we are going to go into our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right, our Who's That Pokemon for this week. There wasn't really any Pokemon announced, so I chose one we have not talked about yet. Uh, so we are going to talk about Spiro, who in Japanese is called Onisazume. That's a mouthful. Onisazume. Onisazume sounds cool, though. Yeah. Uh, once you see what it means, it is kind of cool for Spiro. It makes perfect sense. Uh, some basic information on Spiro. Its number is 21. Its type is normal and flying. It is one foot tall and weighs 4.4 pounds and it is known as the tiny bird pokemon maybe that's why it's angry all the time that is a tiny bird well i feel like 4.4 pounds is a pretty heavy bird and one foot tall okay okay that's bigger than like a pigeon yeah pigeons are probably only like five or six inches tall so it's like twice the size of a pigeon uh, I guess for a Pokemon, it's tiny, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it evolves into Firo at level 20. All right, some origins on Spiro. Its name, Spiro, may be a combination of spear, referring to its sharp beak, and sparrow. Uh, his Japanese name, Onisizume, may be a combination of Oni, which means demon, and Suzume, which is sparrow. So it translates literally to demon sparrow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what is Spiro based off of? Spiro appears to be based on a sparrow with characteristics of a shrike, including his hooked beak. Shrikes tend to be territorial and are sometimes called butcher birds. Okay, all of this sounds awesome. Due to their brutal feeding habits, which may be the basis for Spiro's aggressive nature. I have never heard the word shrike before. It sounds like... It sounds like a, a racist term. Uh, well, it... If you click on it, you can kind of see the Wikipedia article for Shrike, and it looks like a, and it's a bird. Interesting. A Shrike. Um, all right, Spiro's biology. Spiro is an avian Pokemon that is very small. It has rough brown plumage on its head and three brown tail feathers. It has narrow dark brown eyes with white pupils and a short hooked beak that is light pink. The feathers covering its wings are pinkish red with lighter tips, and it has a beige underside with two thin horizontal stripes. Its light pink feet have two toes in front and one in the back. Black feathers cover its back. Although inept at other aspects of its flying, such as height and distance, Spiro is still capable of flying quickly to protect its territory. However, it must flap its wings at high speeds to stay aloft. Spiro's loud shrieks can be heard over half a mile, one kilometer away, and are used to be to warn other of its kind other of its kind of danger. In the anime, Spiro is revealed to see in black and white and will chase its foe in a large flock. Spiro are found naturally in open habitats with warmer climates, mainly desolate wastelands and fields, where it hunts for insects. Ekans is a natural predator of Spiro. Spiro preys on Sunkern. Alright, some Pokedex entries on Spiro. Red and blue says, Eats bugs in a grassy area as it has to flap its short wings at high speed to stay airborne. So, so... I'm pretty sure just like a normal bird yeah. in real life has the same Pokedex entry. <laughs> bird Dex entry. Bird Dex. Um, Pokemon Yellow says, inept at flying high. However, it can fly around very fast to protect its territory. <laughs> I, would, I would assume most people are inept at flying high. <laughs> but You're suppo- I mean, that's why they drug test pilots. Uh, if Spiro flies too high, it gets a nosebleed. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Gold says it flaps its short wings to flush out insects from tall grass and then plucks them with its stubby beak. 
Uh, Pokemon Crystal says to protect its territory, it flies around ceaselessly, making high-pitched cries. Ruby and Sapphire says, Spearow has a very loud cry that can be heard over half a mile away. If its high, keening cry is heard echoing all around, it is a sign that they are warning each other of danger. Uh, Fire Red says, it busily flits around here and there. Even if it's frail, it can be a tough foe that uses mirror move. Uh, Pokemon Moon says, farmers whose fields are troubled by bug Pokemon appreciate Spearow for its vigorous appetite and look after it. And then Pokemon Ultra Sun says, its reckless nature leads it to stand up to others, even large Pokemon, if it has to protect its territory. And then Ultra Moon says, due to its short wings, it can't fly long distances. It wanders about restlessly and pecks at bug Pokemon. So basically, it's just a it's, bird. It's a bird. Spiro is a bird. <laughs> it's just a bird. They should have just named it Bird. bird. Instead of... D- D- what was it? It had a really cool... Anasuzume? Demon it Sparrow. It should have been... <laughs> the Demon Sparrow, it should be... Bird. Bird. Just bird. Uh, because just like Krabby in Japanese is just called crab. <laughs> exactly. So, so Spiro can be bird. <laughs> All right. And that's our Who's That Pokemon segment on Spiro. Who's That Pokemon? Back in the episode, Ash and Richie decide to camp for the night. Uh, and for some reason, Richie has an extra sleeping bag, but no tent. So they're just gonna sl- they're just going to sleep out in the open tonight. Uh, Ash apologizes for jumping down Richie's throat uh, earlier after he saved him from certain death, um, and they have a moment. Ash isn't so sure they'll ever see their Pokemon again, but Richie reassures him. So you mentioned that Richie doesn't have a tent, which I guess if you think about it, Ash never has a tent either. They're always just sleeping outside. That's true, and that seems stupid to me. What if it rains? It does, and they... What if a bear Pokemon shows up and wants to eat you? An Ursa ring? <laughs> I actually did not know there was a bear book. There's also there. one called Beware. Oh, okay. Uh, but because they make those tents that are for backpackers, so they could mm-hmm. easily carry a tent around. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brock carries a whole tea set. Take that tea set out and put a tent in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, maybe Richie was hoping he would find a friend, so he always carries two. Oh, it's sweet and sad. And creepy, maybe? Mm, a little bit. Uh, during this scene, Richie shares his food with Ash, and Ash flat out insults him by saying, This doesn't taste like my mom's cooking. This is like the ultimate begging choosers. Uh, Be- beggars right can't be choosers, Ash. yeah. Yeah, he is a, he is a choosing beggar. <laughs> if- not, a beg- not a begging choose. Is he a choosing beggar or a begging chooser? I would say a cho- I have no idea. He's a, he's a choosing beggar. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's getting late. Uh, if, if I was Richie here, I would have just hit it out of his hand and let him starve. Yeah, let the, uh, the Spiros come and eat the rest of it. The ag- aggressive eater bird Pokemon. Uh, meanwhile, Team Rocket has a nice dinner together to celebrate their success. Did anything worthwhile happen in that scene? I'm pretty sure they were just, like, toasting. Yep, they were just eating a lot of good food, which they always complain they don't have food, so I don't know where they got the food. <laughs> people people who didn't have Pokeballs were throwing their food <laughs> into their bag. They're like, oh, look, it's a burrito. Uh, Ash and Richie watch the stars and say they'll be the best trainers in the multiverse. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, Ash says he's going to be the best trainer on the Earth, which I guess we can count as foreshadowing for 23 years later, mm-hmm. uh, which is something cool because I looked it up because I was curious because obviously these episodes haven't aired in the United States yet. And right. so I went to Richie's Bulbapedia page and he does appear during that episode watching Ash on the TV. The one that he uh, that Ash wins, like he just won like a few months ago or whatever. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Nice. Way you go, Richie. A, fr- a friend indeed. He is a friend indeed. 23 years later. He hasn't aged a day either. <laughs> um, the next morning, they find tire tracks and follow them. Despite having a whole van and unlimited funds, Team Rocket is outside sleeping in sleeping bags. Uh, Ash and Richie sneak past them and enter the van. Uh, the only thing in the van 
is the bag of Pokeballs. There's literally nothing in the van except for the bag of Pokeballs, which I had to pause because I was laughing really hard at. Uh, Team Rocket catches them and locks them in the van and speak, and they speed off. Yeah, uh, Ash walks into the van, yells for Pikachu, and I'm like, come on, Ash, if you just looked, you would have noticed that the bag was the only thing just sitting there. <laughs> it's not like you had to look look under like this the like couch that's built into the wall of the van there's nothing in there which you're talking about that because it looks like it was like a camper van because you see like the curtains on the windows when they're from the mm-hmm. inside but there's nothing in it it was like they ripped it, they, they ripped it all out <laughs> to make room for their bag <laughs> and honestly if ash would have just looked and be like oh there's the pokeballs then he wouldn't have woken team rocket up and the episode would have been over Wait, did he did he see the bag before he started yelling for Pikachu? No. Oh, okay. I was like, did he see the bag and then start yelling for Pikachu when he knew that Pikachu was definitely in the bag? Yeah. But okay. No, he... At least he's not that Yeah, dumb. he yelled for Pikachu, then there was the bag. Yeah. Um, while Team Rocket speeds off, Ash and Richie begin going through the Pokeballs that are in the bag. Uh... Richie is smart enough to label his Pokeballs with stars. They have like little star stickers all over them. And honestly, I can't believe that customizable Pokeballs has not been a thing that's come up yet. Because I, I assume the the actual answer is because uh, the animators don't want to have to draw different Pokeballs for everyone. But I feel like if this were real life, like I teach middle schoolers, they cuss, they have like stickers that they put all over their Chromebooks and stuff. They would definitely have stickers that they would decorate their Pokeballs with. Uh, well, and they do eventually incorporate these into the games. And I don't remember what generation I want to say generation four diamond and pearl, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent on that. Where like, if you put a heart sticker on your Pokeball and when you throw the Pokeball hearts pop up everywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. If this were real life, everyone would be decorating their balls. Ash, uh, Ash picks up one of the Pokeballs and he says, go Bulbasaur, uh, but a drowsy comes out. Um, he goes through a few more of the wrong Pokeballs until Pikachu sniffs the right one and Bulbasaur so, uh, shows up, uh, but Bulbasaur does nothing. Yeah, I don't understand why. One thing I don't understand about the scene is why did he return the Pokemon that were wrong? Because even if it isn't his Pokemon, they could help him escape. Yeah. Like, Drowsy could have easily hypnotized them, and then, whoop, we're out of here. Also, after the Drowsy, the next Pokemon is a Magikarp. <laughs> Who is bringing a Magikarp to the Pokemon League? I I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like bad form to use somebody else's balls. <laughs> so, like, that's why he returned them? Maybe, but... The Magikarp is still confuses me. Like, that's not going to win you. And obviously they made it to, like, through the first four rounds with this yeah. Magikarp. Maybe, maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't actually using them. Like, like, uh, Ash used, like, Muck and Krabby that he had not been using the whole time. So maybe they just had them on, I don't know. I'm tr- I'm trying to help these people out, but they're not really doing themselves any favors. Yeah, and when you say Bulbasaur shows up and does nothing, uh, what he does is he tries to tackle and razor leaf the side of the metal van. <laughs> and it does nothing. Yeah. Um, Richie throws out his Charmander, which he has named Zippo, which I think is hilarious because that's like a popular brand of lighter. <laughs> so the fire Pokemon is named after a lighter, which I'm sure some adult threw that joke in and thought they were hilarious and i appreciate that about them uh and it slashes through the wall of the van and into the cab where team rocket sits uh if you remember correctly that um the pokemon four kids the dubbers of the pokemon have been it's what i'm trying to say is it's weird that four kids left the name zippo yeah it's his Japanese, it's a name he uses in Japanese too, so oh, uh, his other two Pokemon, who also have nicknames, had different names in Japanese, mm-hmm. but his name Zippo, before kids, like, there was one scene where, remember, Meowth had a lighter, and they dubbed it over, or they painted over it and made it a candle, a birthday yeah. candle. yeah. And if any kids watching the show back in 1999 knew what Zippo was, I, I hope they're doing okay today. Because... <laughs> no. um, uh, but 
So during this whole scene where they're attacking the wall, I assumed they were attacking the back wall. Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. But no, they're attacking the wall to the cab, which makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, Break open the back wall and jump out and Team Rocket wouldn't even know you were missing. Yeah, but, you know, this is what happens when a couple of 10-year-olds try to try to save the world. Um, Jesse sends out Arbok and Pikachu uh, fights it. Uh, Arbok bashes Pikachu and Jesse says, nice driving to James, uh, to which James, James responds, yeah, I should get a license. Uh, uh, Richie throws out his own Pikachu and they fight uh, and it fights alongside Ash's Pikachu to beat Team Rocket. Uh, I love that, that Richie's Pikachu has a little Pete Wentz haircut and so uh, Pete Wentz uh, is the bass player for the band Fallout Boy uh, and so Jeff, I've included a picture of Pete, Pete Wentz for you. <laughs> Thank you. And yes, it does look like his haircut. Uh, I was going to say, I had in my notes that the Pikachu's haircut looks like a bad boy's 90s haircut. Yeah, this is like mid-2000s emo. So, yeah, I mean, Richie's Pikachu was uh, a couple years ahead of the game. <laughs> um, with the with the efforts of both Pikachus, the cab explodes and Team Rocket blasts off once again. Unfortunately, the van, the rest of the van that's still intact, is headed towards the cliff. So Ash's Pidgeotto and Richie's Butterfree fly them to safety as the van uh, the van flies off the cliff and explodes in true action movie style. Uh, Ash and Richie totally bro out at this. They're like, yeah, explosions. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're a, they're 10 year old boys. Of course they're going to be excited with the explosion. Oh, dude, I'm going to be 33 in a couple months and I would have done the same thing. <laughs> uh, I also want to mention here that Richie's Pikachu does have a nickname and its name is Sparky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his Butterfree is named Happy. And here's something I've always thought about the Pokemon uh anime games actually any part of it it's weird that giving these animals actual names is the out of the ordinary mm-hmm. instead of everyone just calls them by their breed yeah. it'd be like us calling our pets by their breed name and i guess to be fair we sometimes do call my dog natsu the pug yeah it would be really hard for us because all of our dogs are shelter dogs so they're like none of them are pure breed so we'd be like Come here, Great Pyrenees Lab Mix. <laughs> well, you pick, like, Claudia is a lab mix, but we just call her a lab, so you just pick what they're most like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Layla is laying by me, um, and she she's the Great Pyrenees Lab Mix, and when I said it, she lifted her head and looked at me, so she knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Missy and Brock bring uh, the Rangers with them, and for some reason, like, they, it's like a cavalry of, like... <laughs> <laughs> or rather a caravan of like six Jeep Grand Cherokees with like 20 Rangers riding down to rescue them. And I'm like, why didn't you bring these people in the first place to handle Team Rocket? Why didn't you go get them first? Um, But they bring the Rangers and everyone is just totally stoked on everything that's going, that's going on here. Um, and then it switches back to the Pokemon League, where Ash has to fish out a Magikarp out of a little pool. Uh, and the Magikarp has, like, a, a letter and a number code on it. And that is going to determine who he has to fight in the next round. Um, he fishes out the little Magikarp, and they show up on the screen his opponent in the next round. And it turns out that it's going to be his new friend, Richie. They stare at each other, tears in their eyes, unsure of how to feel. But to be honest, I'm rooting for Richie. <laughs> And that's the end of our episode. And so what did you think of this episode? So it was definitely a filler episode. Um, but I, I did like the, the ending that it sets up that Ash is going to uh, have to fight his new BFF in um, the final round. I, I did like that it set that up. But the rest of the episode was just a, just total filler. But it, but it was it was entertaining. So. Yeah, and can I ask, did, did you predict this happening as soon as we met Richie? As soon as we met Richie, no. Like, as soon as he, when they were like, oh, you're going to find out who you fight next, I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely fighting Richie. Which, now, I feel like 
When it comes to these episodes, the writers really didn't know how they wanted to end the series or mm-hmm. end because I feel like, well, we've talked before, you know, Fire and Ice, we had two very short battles because which we both agree that they should have been two full episodes yeah. for each battle. And then there's this trying to figure out. I feel like I really wish they would have had they would have had Ash and Richie have separate battles and then battle each other in the next round so they can become even more friends before they have to battle each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that is really my own complaint, but it was a good episode and it was filler in a way, but it also it wasn't because we met a new character. We see that this is going to be the character that Ash is facing off in the next set of the the Pokemon League, mm-hmm. but. I'm excited to see where we go over there and from there. And Josh, it's hard to believe we have two episodes left of season one. I thought it was just one. Nope. Two. Oh, okay. So that is insanity. That is insanity. And then we're going to go right into season two. Yep. And, And to be clear, folks, this is season one of the show, not season of like the Pokemon anime, not season one of our show, because we're just gonna keep rolling right on. We're just gonna keep rolling, yeah. There's no seasons. We we just keep going as long as you guys are listening. We'll keep doing it. Yep. All right, so let's go into our question of this week. Uh, since Ash met his new friend Richie, and they really seemed to hit it off well. They totally broed out. Yes. They um, broed. They broed down and out. Um. So our question this week is, have you ever met a new person, just totally clicked and became good friends with that person? Just like immediately. And our answer to this, actually, Josh and I were talking about, is when Josh and I met. We're, we're going to get real sappy here, folks. We're, we are. Uh, so Josh and I met in Kansas. We were new teachers. It was our mm-hmm. first day of new teacher orientation, and Josh mm-hmm. and I were the first two people in the room. Yep. So we just started talking and we kind of just hung out that day and the rest was history. Found out we both loved video games and other stuff. And then here we are almost a decade later. Um, Actually, this year is this year is 10 years since we met. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, ten, 10 years August in August. Year. Yeah. yeah, 10 years in August. That is crazy. We're really old, dude. It sucks. We were young right out of college. I know. And now we're old and my back hurts. <laughs> well, to be fair, my back hurt back then too, but now my knees hurt as well. So <laughs> it's just it's just all catching up with we're me. Just falling apart. But it was it was it was all that late night Taco Bell that did it. Yes. back in Kansas. Uh, all right. So if you want to answer these questions, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. All right, so please join us next time when we will be watching Friend and Foe Alike. (laughs) 